Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over 200 different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Welcome to the Centered in the City podcast, the first episode of 2023. How are you doing in this moment? (sighs) Exhaling just feels so good right now for me. I am personally still trying to find my feet in the new year. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it's January and we are in the first week. I think it's important to highlight that there's this cultural expectation that January 1st arrives and it's go time, baby. You know, put your foot on the gas pedal, we're shifting into first gear. And maybe not the first week, I think people are still transitioning back from some vacation, but definitely we will probably feel that starting the second week as we head into the second week. And, you know, this year we're in a weird, interesting phase, still coming out of the pandemic. I saw a funny meme that was a man sitting at a desk and there was a cartoon calendar sitting on a chair And on the desk, there was 2020, there was 2021, and then there was 2022 calendars on the desk. And so this gentleman says to the 2023 calendar that's sitting on this chair, you know what, the last few years have been serious. What if we try silly for you? You know, it's just this funny meme. It made me chuckle of like, wow, Thank you for the perspective because the last few years have been really serious and who knows what will happen in 2023, but wow, there's this, I think, collective feeling of like, let's finally shed all of this fear and this tightening and this constriction and the unknowns, which of course we navigate every day but that we've collectively been feeling and, you know, let's hope that this year is a little bit lighter. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about taking action. How do we take action in the new year and how do we create sustainability around it? How do we get to set intentions, talk about resolutions, all of these fun things. So let's settle in and let's get centered. So 2023, wow, it feels weird to even just kind of say those numbers out of my mouth. 
but we are here and embracing the new year. I'm curious to just even know, like, what is your relationship to the new year? I know some people love it. Some people have a really hard time with it. Some people, you know, it's just another day. So just even checking in with your relationship to the new year, to the start of this calendar. Every year we kind of hear the same marketing dogma, if you will, of, you know, new year, new me, set resolutions, I'm finally going to do X, Y, and Z, right? There's this kind of like, I get to change my patterns, I get to be a new person, permission to reinvent myself. And I think that there's this beautiful pause that the holidays and the New Year's create for us to think about, you know, reflect on the year past and think about what we want to do for this next year. And the calendar year is really just this container. You know, there's some people who don't really believe in the Gregorian calendar, this calendar year that's marked from, you know, January to December. Some people believe more in the lunar calendar or in the solar calendar, or some people really feel like they connect more to the cycles and seasons of nature and the equinox. So it's interesting to just notice the container of time and structure and how we culturally relate to it and also what maybe our own personal or spiritual belief system is and how we relate to time and rhythms and structure. This year for the intention setting party, we're using the 12 months of the Gregorian calendar as a container, but we're also going to specifically focus on the connection to cycles and seasons in the Northern Hemisphere and talk about how that energy helps us stay connected, stay committed to our intentions for the year. So I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I just want to share that because I think it can create this moment to think about, okay, what's helpful for you? Is it helpful to think in quarters? Is it helpful to think in seasons? Is it helpful to mark the year more from your birth date? So just check in to design your own kind of rule of thumb about what feels like a helpful container for you. When we think about resolutions, there's this idea that, you know, okay, I'm going to resolve to not do X, Y, and Z anymore, or I'm going to resolve to read more books, or I'm going to resolve to finally learn a second or third language. And I think it's great to make statements. I kind of talk about them more as like declarations, like what are we declaring to the world, to ourselves, to the universe? Resolutions to me feel this sense of I'm not good enough. They have an energy to them of I didn't do well last year, so I'm going to resolve myself to do better this year. And it's interesting because I think it's really easy for our resolutions to come from this juxtaposition of self and how are we showing up in contrast to others or to culture or expectations. And so I think resolutions can be really tricky. 
And when I hear people say, yes, that's my resolution, you know, to read more, to learn a new language, those aren't bad things. Like those are beautiful things. However, they always give me pause because I wonder where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? Are they coming because this is something that you didn't pay enough attention to last year and are kind of really wanting to pound it into your head that this year I'm going to do it, I'm really going to follow through? Or is it coming from this place of, you know, the people I look up to are doing these things so I want to be doing them because I want to be more like them and so I know to be more like them I need to do these things, right? All these cycles. And I think it can get really toxic really fast. So that's why I've always been from a belief of creating intentions and designing your power intention. I shared this with the last episode of 2022 about three rituals that I love to do at the end of the year and how powerful it is to create an intention, what I call a power intention for the year. So this could be a word or a few words, a really short phrase, something that gets to be this theme for the year, that whatever we're doing, whether it's deciding to read more books or learn a new language, whatever goals or actions we want to take, it's coming from this power intention. Because when we take action from our power intention, we feel way more aligned. We have clarity and confidence that we're actually listening to our true self. And we start to build trust that we can follow through because we're honoring this inner voice of expression. And also we get to learn a lot. We get to learn a lot about ourselves and it takes all this pressure off from doing and allows us to tap more into a way of feeling and being in the world. So we can still stay connected to our power intentions So come, you know, halfway through the year, we're still focusing on what matters to us. According to the American Psychology Association, 93% of people tend to set New Year's resolutions, but research shows that 45% of people fail to keep their resolutions by February. We all know that story. If you didn't know those statistics, I'm sure it's not very surprising But we all want to set these goals. As humans, we want to self-actualize. We have this desire to grow and especially living in this modern day world where a majority of us, not everybody, has their basic needs met. There's this energy and want to be able to have and grow and do and experience more things, right? We have a lot more accessible at our fingertips. So it's like, why not set these resolutions or intentions or goals for the new year? However, we tend to not stay connected to them. We tend to lose motivation or self-control or um, a lot of fear pops up that hinders us from actually growing and stretching or taking that action or making those wants a priority. Or what can also happen, and I've seen this with some clients, I've also noticed this within myself years ago, like January, there's all this energy, like I'm going to do everything and I'm going to do it now, right? And there's this like, I'm going to go crazy. And then 
we lose energy and we lose steam by February, by March, that then we're like, what are we working towards? I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. Why am I even doing this, right? And it just is kind of like this energy bust that happens and we're not sustainable with our energy. We're not being sustainable with how we want to grow and take action. Also, what I see is we create big goals and we get lost in the how. We get lost of how do we get to those big goals. They become so overwhelming that we can get trapped in our own cycle of self-doubt or like how, how is this going to happen, that it spirals us into more fear and really believing those inner critic voices that get really loud when we're stretching or wanting to reach for big goals. And we then can get easily just pushed off of the track of what we want to focus on. So today I'm going to share three ways that we can take action in the new year that support us taking action from a sustainable place, from our centered selves, so that it's more heart-based and it's dropping the shoulds of the world and instead really feeling like clear want to so that we're spending our limited time and energy in a way that feels good, in a way that prioritizes ourselves, in a way that has meaningful impact on the world. So the first tip is to think about in your new year when you're designing what you want to prioritize, ways that you want to create resolutions, goals, intentions, whatever you want to call it, is to think about designing your actions from your intentions. So what I mean by that is create your own power intention of the new year. And again, I have a process that you can do for free on my website and I'll link it in the show notes. And when you design your theme, your large intention for the year, it becomes like this beam of light that is guiding you. It becomes like this lighthouse in the world that is helping you make decisions. It's helping you cut through analysis paralysis. It's helping you stay committed to what you want to focus on so that you can cut the overwhelm and really have clarity and be able to maintain consistency because consistency is, I think, really what we're all looking for. And consistency also helps build trust with ourselves because we continue to show up again and again. So when we design actions from our intentions, from these power intentions, it comes from this place of want. And when I say want, I'm really talking about that inner soul goal want, like what your heart really desires, what feels really meaningful to you, not letting ourselves get swept away by, you know, what our cousin is doing or what somebody that we follow on Instagram is doing, but it's really about listening to our own voice. It's being influenced by our own voice, not by the voices of others. And I know this is a challenging practice for a lot of us to practice because 
We grow up in a culture that tells us we constantly need external feedback to to give us signs that we're on the quote-unquote right path. When we get grades, when we get words of affirmation from family members or teachers. So we're used to external feedback dictating that, oh yeah, we're doing the right thing. And especially with social media, you know, how many likes do we get or how many comments do we get? Is there engagement? Gives us that same sense of feedback. And it can get tricky because it creates that dopamine hit in our brain that can become so addictive. But when we let the external world lead us, then we are in the passenger seat of our life. We are not in the driver's seat. We are not taking charge. We are not letting ourselves design our roadmaps. So this is where we get to come back to our power intention for the year and use the power intention to help us design meaningful action from this deep place of want, from this deep place of honoring self. The second tip is to practice small steps, right? Micro steps. We tend to think we need these big actions, these big goals, and that's great if we have them. Like I have one of publishing a book and It feels really scary and stretchy to say that out loud and to say it to all of you, but it's also really exciting. And so if I say this big step of writing a book, like that is huge, right? Where do I begin? And if I start to map out all of the steps that it takes to publish a book, I get really overwhelmed really fast and that has shut me down in the past. So a more helpful approach is just thinking about, okay, what's one tiny micro step that I can practice that helps me lead to that goal? So maybe it's something as simple as, you know, downloading Microsoft Word or finding a writing accountability buddy or hiring a writing coach or maybe it's just starting to tell people that I'm writing a book or maybe a small enough step is creating an outline or maybe it's creating a ritual practice of just writing and not being attached to where that's going to go yet. Right, so there's so many ways to create micro steps and I'd really have to sit with myself and think about, okay, what is small enough that I'm actually going to do it? Because when we create too big of a step, there are so many more chances for our self-doubt and our inner dialogue and our critiques or our thinking traps of what if might arise that it would prevent us from moving forward. So think about small and mighty and doable, right? I'm sure most of you have heard of SMART goals. It's something you can Google and it's a really beautiful system of thinking about how to make goals small and measurable and actionable and realistic and timely. You can use that SMART framework to really think about, okay, what is a goal that is approachable, that's doable enough, that connects me to my intentions. And then a third really important step here is thinking about and understanding your values and really understanding why are these goals important to me? 
You know, what values of mine do I get to live and honor by prioritizing them? Asking yourself these questions helps you gut check, is this really meaningful to me? And if it's meaningful, why is it meaningful? And what values of mine am I honoring? So that again, we're taking these actions from a place of want instead of should. And we have clarity and more alignment in our life. I hope these three tips are helpful in thinking about and designing your 2023 intentions, goals, resolutions, again, whatever you feel empowered to call them. And if you are looking for more support and want more of a system and a structure and community to deepen your intentions, to understand your intentions, to create your goals from a place of want, not should, and to have a year-long accountability, I welcome you to check out the intention-setting party that I mentioned earlier. We start January 21st, and this is a beautiful opportunity to create your map, create this map for 2023, find this inner alignment, find some clarity, make space in your life, right? I was talking to a client the other day of, how we just have to make space to actually think and reflect on what's meaningful because life is so full that it's really hard to not do that. And so here is a beautiful opportunity, a way for you to pause in your busy life and to create that sense of listening inwards so that you can live more intentionally outwards. So if you want more information, link to the intention setting party can be found in the show notes or at wadebrill.com slash intention setting party. My hope for you is that you slow down as we enter this year, is to trust that there is enough time, is to allow yourself to settle in, to make space, to listen to what you want so that you can make the most out of these next days, these next months, because time is finite and it is such a gift and it's a balance of us being able to be in the present moment and to also give ourselves permission to plan for the future, to meet our self-actualizing selves and honor the ways that we want to grow and contribute to the world. My power intention for 2023 is patience and deep listening and already a few days in and I feel like I'm learning so much about myself and how I get to use my power intentions to take action this year because again I noticed this like impulse of like I want to do everything all at once right now and I'm really resting into patience and it feels scary and it feels stretchy because I'm such a planner and someone who loves to control and white knuckle life But this is my practice. This is where I can rest back and find the natural rhythm to life. Also, because my word and theme is deep listening, I am doing a deep listening exploration with all my various communities, my email list, my Center in the City community, and you beautiful souls who listen to the Center in the City podcast, I would love to hear your feedback about what you enjoy about this podcast, what other topics and guests you'd like me to focus on and prioritize in 2023. 
So in the show notes, there is a survey and I would so greatly appreciate you just taking a few moments to share your thoughts and feedback. This helps me tremendously and I would love to use this wisdom and insight to serve and support you more powerfully in 2023. Thank you for listening. Wishing you an abundance of love and ease as you step into the new year. And until next time, stay centered.